Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Nobody wants to talk about the subject. Nobody wants to go down that road and say, hey, you know what? It's it's an issue, but it is an issue. And Walt McKinley is here to talk about it. He has written a book called Monsters in My House. He's an author of that book, but he also is a former Navy intelligence officer. He is a father. He's a husband, but he also is a victim of child abuse, so much so that some of the stories that he can tell about what happened in his house are going to be hard to hear, but we are delighted to have him here because we need to talk about this. April is National Child Abuse Awareness Month and Prevention Month, and we need to talk about that as well. And we are delighted to have joining us right now, Walt McKinley on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Walt, thanks for being here. It's good to have you on KDKA. Rick, thanks for having me on. I'm feeling blessed to be here with you today, um, and I really appreciate it. The, uh, The early part of your life, was awful, wasn't it? I mean, there were. I'm sure there were times that you say, okay, things are okay, but the abuse that you suffered, how would you describe it to someone? The abuse I suffered was horrific, horrific and sadistic. And, um, but I will tell you throughout this healing journey that I've been on, that I'm sure we'll talk about today, um, I have become thankful for the things that I went through as horrific as they were, because it's given me the opportunity to speak out about removing the stigma of trauma and show people their history doesn't define their legacy. You were at times chained to your bed. You were locked in basements. You were beaten by family members. How can those of us who have not dealt with that understand? How can we wrap our head? I mean, I, I want to understand, but it's hard for me to. So, so help me understand. What, what was that like? Yeah, Rick, that's a great question because I think most people struggle to rectify this mentally. The reality is 78% of all abuse is generational, and that's because we sweep things under the rug. We don't talk about things. But what I realized during my healing journey is every adult that I came into contact with, even foster parents, abused me horrifically until I was 16 years old. But those same people that abused me were also abused as children, and they were so stuck in that pit of despair and shame and embarrassment and pain that they never faced their trauma to resolve it so they can break the generational cycle. And that's why these conversations are important because we'll continue this historic um, level of abuse to the tune of 1 billion children worldwide are abused every single year. And it's never going to change unless we have these conversations, we face our trauma and we break these generational cycles. So you're saying 78% of abusers go on to abuse their own children. Is that is that do I understand that correctly? That's absolutely correct. Yes. 
How do we break it? How do we stop that? I mean, that's if we're talking four out of five, it's going to take a long time before it goes away. Right. And I think it's the collective working together. So many times we see judgment from people who have the courage to speak their truth about the things that have happened to them. But as a society, we need to start to change the narrative. If we're going to really remove the stigma trauma so we can positively impact our mental health and break these generational cycles, we need to start applauding um, the courage from those folks that are willing to share their story. And by sharing my story, by somebody else sharing their stories, we inspire and give people who felt silenced the ability to speak their truths for the first time. And there's nothing more cathartic and healing than saying out loud those things you've kept locked away in secrets um, to get you to that next level of happiness that you deserve. So if you go ahead and you speak your truth, you confide in somebody, don't you have to also then accept what has happened? And I don't want to say move on, but acknowledge the fact that it was, doesn't that have to be the next step? Absolutely. I, I, I talk about speaking your truth a lot. And I think this is so important. This is 100% unequivocal because I live this journey myself. The next thing I talk about with people is acceptance um, of the reality of what happened to you. You can't sugarcoat it. It's black and white, the things that have happened to you. But more importantly, then, it's acknowledging the feelings that come along with that. And really stop running from your trauma that never gets tired. You can't hide from it. Turn around and face it one last time. Work through it with a therapist, a counselor, a coach, whoever, and then move forward in your life in a way that provides that abundance that we all are yearning for inside um, that we're missing because we're not willing to really face the reality of what happened to us. One of the things that you have said and you have written is about forgiveness. And I want to get this right, so I'm going to read it. Forgiveness isn't about letting your abusers off the hook or telling them what they did was okay. Forgiveness is about letting go of the emotion connected to your abuse so that you can live a healthy and joyful life. How did you get to that point? How did you move past what happened to you and say, I forgive you? I realized at some point in my healing journey, that anger and that pit of despair and that shame and that visceral need to hurt other men because of what happened to me wasn't doing me any good. These people were already living in their own shame and despair from the trauma they hadn't resolved. And I was allowing them and allowing how I was victimized to continue that cycle. And frankly, I was victimizing myself over and over and over again, even though what happened to me didn't continue to happen. I realized that in order for me to have this level of happiness I wanted and have a fruitful relationship now, a 22-year marriage, and be a great father and really break the generational cycles, I had to find it in my heart to forgive my abusers who were also abused as children so that I can step forward and live my life the way and in the purpose it was meant to be lived. Walt, this may seem like a crazy question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you think the fact that you were abused makes you a different kind of father now? That you've been able to process that and realize that, hey, once every 47 seconds, somebody, some child here in the United States is abused. Does it make you a different father now because you walked through that? It 100% makes me a different father. And the reason it makes me a different father, and you unlock these superpowers, I say, during your healing journey. People that have been through trauma and have really healed, during the process of healing, they unlock this empathy, grit, resilience, initiative, this compassion for people that, frankly, I would never have if I didn't go through the trauma that I went through. Right. 
it's allowed me a different perspective for the way things could be. And I took those lessons and said, I'm going to be the opposite of that so that I can really be the father that I always wanted, but more importantly, that my daughters deserved. And so these superpowers you unlock when you own your story and you grab the power that's in that story really does make you feel thankful over time for what you've been through because you wouldn't be the person that you've become or are becoming without it. There are a million other things we can talk about. I don't want to keep you and, and belabor it, but will you come back and talk to us some more about this? I, I, it's, it's, yes, I realize April is a special month and a time that we're, we're trying to talk about doing away with it, but we can't ignore it for the other 11 months either. Can you come back and do it some more? I would love to come back and do it some more. This is so crucial to worldwide mental health. The traumas we run and hide from manifest themselves so negatively as adults, but if we heal from them, the positivity we can bring to the entire world, not only breaking the generational cycles, but creating healthy adults who are happy and move through the world in a much different way than what we're doing today would be profound. So the more we build a movement together and narrate these stories together, the more power in the collective of all of us. So thank you for having me on, and I'll come back anytime you want me to. Walt McKinley with us here on KDK. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.